You're listening to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas. My prayer for you today is that the Lord would quicken your minds and your hearts to receive from Him a life-giving word, a word that will change you from the inside out, a a now moment, a a moment where God uh, brings uh, transformation into your mind and your heart so that you can walk in the ways of the Lord. And it's a pleasure to be with you. I want to share with you a message that I've titled The Lamb of God. It's about the blood of Jesus. I remember a few years ago I was very ill. I had been diagnosed with a disease and uh, this sickness or illness was causing um, sores to rise up in my feet and they were very painful and they were very deep into my skin and just below the toes of my feet and every day I was praying against that and one day the Lord just quickened in my mind and my heart that I was to apply the blood of Jesus to the feet of my body the same way that the Israelites or children of Israel applied the blood of Jesus to the doorpost of their house on that fateful night when the Passover, uh, the angel of death passed over the homes of the Israelites and they were all saved that day. And so I began to do that and I would would apply the blood of Jesus through my confession, through my thanksgiving, through my praise. Um, I would say to God, Lord, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. You shed your blood on Calvary's cross, Lord, so that I could be forgiven and not just forgiven, but also healed. And the Bible says that by your stripes, that area, those areas where you shed blood from, uh, that by your stripes I've been healed. I claim that. I proclaim it and declare it over my body and specifically over my feet today. And um, about two to three weeks after I began to pray that way, um, one morning I woke up and I pulled my socks off my feet and I noticed that the sores were gone, completely gone, never came back again. Um, to haunt me or to cause pain in my body and I'm so grateful to God that the blood of Jesus is still powerful enough to save a soul that's in sin but also to heal mortal bodies and and I'm a testimony of that and I'm going to be reading today from John chapter 1 verse 29 the scripture says the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. I heard a story recently about a tourist who was visiting a church in Germany. And he was in awe of a carved figure of a lamb. It was near the top of the church's tower. And he asked why it was there and was told that when the church was being built many years before, a workman fell from a high scaffold near the top of the church. His co-workers rushed down expecting to find the man dead, but to their surprise and to their joy, he was alive and only slightly hurt. How did that happen? How did he survive a fall from such heights was the question. And uh, they answered, a flock of sheep was passing beneath the tower at that very time when he slipped off the tower um, and he landed on top of a lamb. The lamb broke his fall and was crushed to death, but the man was saved. And folks, someone 
uh, carved a lamb on the tower at the exact height from which the workmen fell to remind them about the lamb. And I'm here to tell you today that the lamb of God is powerful enough to cushion your fall and to take pain away from your body. And John the Baptist said, Behold the lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. In verse 30 of John chapter 1, it says, it says there, this is he of whom I said, After me comes a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to to Israel. Therefore am I, have I come baptizing with water, and John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with fire or water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I saw and I bear record that this is the Son of God. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. See, John opens the section uh, or passage by sounding the trumpet with the word behold. The word is mentioned 1,275 times in the Bible. In fact, it seems to be a, one of God's favorite words. The word means to see. It means to surprise or call attention to what may be seen or heard. I read in Isaiah 40 verse 9, it says, Behold your God. In Genesis 1.31, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In Matthew 1.20, it says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Matthew 1.23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. Revelation 1.7 says, Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. As I read through the scriptures and I was researching this word, Behold, I noticed that 27 times in Revelation, the word Behold is mentioned. Why is that? Because on that day, folks, God will get the attention of the nations of the world. He says, Behold, every eye shall see him. What an awesome God we serve. Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. I would like to preach this morning about three benefits we receive as we behold the Lamb. The first benefit is he takes away sin. See, he suffered the effect of sin. Jesus was a substitute for us. He died in our place. He came as a lamb, a little a little animal known as a symbol of innocence, a symbol of atonement to a Jew, the designated Passover sacrifice, the lamb that came to die. Many today say that sin is just a uh, one of God's words and and is not a necessary term in today's um, culture. Uh, the word sin implies accountability or blame. And in our modern times, no one really wants to be blamed or wants to take blame. Uh, we're a generation of victims. It isn't our fault. Nobody wants to take fault. The Bible is old-fashioned is what, 
what people say. Well, it is old-fashioned. It doesn't excuse lying and adultery and stealing and cheating. It calls gossip and backbiting and evil speaking what it is. It's sin. Here is the truth. We are all sinners and are in need of atonement. No wonder John the Baptist got so excited when he saw him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. He suffered everything negative we rightfully should experience. Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. As a lamb, he's our substitute. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He paid the price. A price had been paid. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As a Lamb, He's our Redeemer. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He suffered the penalty for our sin. 1 John 3.5 says, And you know what... It, that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin whatsoever. You see, he not only came to stand in our place and suffer the punishment of sin, he not only came to pay the price for our sin as our Redeemer, he came to take away sin from us, to deliver us from sin. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In other words, there was a great exchange at Calvary's cross. He took the brunt of sin, the full weight of, of sin, the sins of all humanity upon the shoulders of the suffering Savior, the Lord of the lawbreaker on the life, or the load of the lawbreaker on the life of the Lord. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Aren't you grateful today that God uh, took away sin from us? Aren't you glad you don't have to live with sin the rest of your life? And you might be thinking, well, if that's so, why am I still struggling? Because you need to behold the Lamb of God just a little bit more. You see, to the degree that you focus and lock your eyes upon Jesus, to the degree that you behold the Lamb of God, to that degree you will be freed from sin in, in your personal life. And so three benefits we receive as we behold the Lamb of God. The first benefit is He takes away our sin. The second benefit is He takes away the shame. You see, He nailed the reminder of sin to the cross. He crucified it. The reminder of sin. Colossians 2.14 says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Every law that reminded us of the sin we committed was nailed to the cross. Sin, if not dealt with, brings shame, folks. It must be brought under the blood of the Lamb, or there is shame. Samson learned this very lesson. He played with sin. And he dove deeper and deeper into sin. Sin takes, always takes you further, keeps you longer, costs you more than you ever wanted to pay, folks. See, the first thing that he did, we see that he did against the Philistines is he tied, he took 300 foxes and he tied them two by twos. He made 150 brands of fire and he burned the fields 
of the Philistines. In other words, their harvest, their crop, their livelihood was all burned. Then we see him with the jawbone of the donkey and he slayed a thousand more of the Philistines. As we continue to read, he walks deeper and deeper into the arms of the enemy. I mean, God had used him powerfully. But all suddenly one night, he laid the night with a harlot. He laid on the bed of destruction. Her name was Delilah. He kept right on going down to the devil's workshop until something happened, something that he did not count on. He fell in love. And the Bible says that she was a harlot. That's, how many know that's not what you go shopping for when you're looking for someone to love? But if you keep hanging around sin, you can and you will fall in love with bad things. You will bring shame on your life. But thank God, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world uh, also takes away the shame of death or the shame of sin. He wiped away the guilt. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Cleansed our conscience once and for all. He cleansed it, folks, with the blood of the Lamb. He sprinkled us with the blood. He silenced the accuser of the brethren, Satan himself. He washed away the sin. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come, and let us draw together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be made as wool. In other words, whether the sin is deep, deep down in your soul, or whether it's just a surface type of sin, uh, they shall be made as, as, as snow and as wool. They'll be, you'll be cleansed. You'll be washed from sin once and for all. The songwriter well said it. Oh, the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power. It soothes my doubts and calms my fears. And that same blood dries all my fears. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. And it will never lose its power. How many know that there's power in the blood of Jesus? There is power in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful for the blood that was shed on my behalf. I'm so grateful that God made a way for me to be whole, to be cleansed, to be washed. I claim that the blood of Jesus uh, was shed for me. In fact, Amer the American Red Cross calls the blood or blood the gift of life. I'm here to tell you today that the blood of the Lamb of God without spot or blemish is God's gift of life to you and to me. It's God's gift of health. It's God's um, gift of healing and restoration in our lives, in our marriages, in our finances, in our health, in every area of our life. I claim that for my life every single day. And so there's benefits, three benefits we receive as we behold the Lamb of God. As we behold the Lamb, God takes away the, the, the sin from the believer. As we behold the Lamb, He takes away the shame. The third thing that He does is that as we behold the Lamb, He takes away the pain. 
And there is pain in life, folks. I mean, throughout our lives, there's pain. As an infant lying in a crib, a, an infant may have pain in his body. A student, while attending school, has pain. He has to put up with disciplines and homework and 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 studies and and lectures and and being there every single day i mean there's disciplines that are being uh, carved out in the life of every student there it requires going through some pain and stretching and growing pains parents that are involved in the fast-paced activities of the workplace have pain senior citizens have pain Pain does not discriminate, discriminate the rich, the poor, whether you're white or black, whether you're male or female. We all have pain. It's, it's impossible to journey through life without experiencing some pain and discomfort. And we all face times in our lives when we feel pain and hurt. We wish it never would happen. We wish we might move from birth to the grave free from all discomfort. But I remind you that that just does not happen. It doesn't happen. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inequities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed he took away our pain you see we deserve pain for our transgressions for our inequities and the chastisement of our peace which speaks about peace and discomfort and and soreness and swelling and sickness uh, with his stripes we were healed this verse indicates that the messiah would absorb the pain would absorb the punishment and suffering for the sins of the world as a result of his act the pain of sin would not be simply relieved but totally eliminated because the source of the pain would have been satisfied the source of the pain of course is sin and the word stripes is a reference made to the physical pain that Jesus endured for his followers. The scourging produced stripes of torn flesh, blood, and pain in the body of Jesus Christ. And we're told in the scripture that by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. This includes the spiritual pain of the people that was caused by sin. This pain was eliminated through Christ's pain and suffering his death and resurrection lifted his believers from the pain of sin to the power of salvation through Jesus Christ God gave us a gift when he shed his blood on Calvary's cross some 2,000 plus years ago we see in the Bible that pain not only alerts us of danger it prompts us to action Pain prompts us to take action. It was the blindness, blindness of the Damascus road that prompted Saul to become Paul. Jonah stopped running from the Lord after a weekend in the belly of the fish. When we experience painful situations, we're prompted to make sacrifices. Pain and sacrifice are in, integral parts of the Christian experience. Before the crown, there must be a cross. I said, before the crown, there must be a cross. Before the sweet life of heaven, believers have to be prepared to go through a life of hell on earth. In our difficult and loathsome walk up 
heaven's road. We're not walking alone, folks. God is walking with us. In our pain, we have learned to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding. We may not know about tomorrow, but we trust trust in the Lord who holds tomorrow. In fact, not only uh, may we not know about tomorrow, but this one thing we may know and should know is that God's already there in our tomorrow. He's there already. From our pain, we gain the power to say to the world, I don't know everything, but I serve a God who's in control of everything. Oh, he takes away our pain. From our pain, we have gained the power to stand in the midst of sickness and say, It is well with my soul. From our pain, we have learned that we have a God who takes over when we have done all that we know how to do. This power gives us hope when everyone else has thrown up their hands and surrender. Everyone else, while everyone else has thrown the, in, thrown the towel, given up their life, and just surrendered and quit, gone into quit mode, this power of the blood of Jesus gives us hope when there is no hope around us. Because we know that God is able Strong winds may blow, but God is able. Storms may rise, but God is able. God is able to give us resources to confront the trials and difficulties of life. God is able to transform dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. This is our hope. You can stand in faith. This is our mandate. God is able to beat back giant gigantic waves of opposition. God is able to bring down mountains of evil for you to keep going on. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all things in our lives. God is able to take the pain. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb that takes away shame from the believer. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away pain from the life of those who trust in Him. Oh, I see Jesus here in closing, standing between us and the bullets of sin and shame and, and pain, dying in our stead, taking, standing between us and the bullets of sin, of shame and of pain, taking the sin so that we can live our lives for the God who sacrificed himself for us. Aren't you grateful to a God who shed his blood on your behalf, on my behalf, making it possible for us to draw near to him? I'm so grateful that we serve a, a miracle-working God. He's not the figment of our imagination. He's real. He's alive and he's powerful. And his words spoken to us, the promises of God that say to us that he's our strength and our health and by his stripes we are healed. Is the is powerful and alive. It's able to quicken our minds and our hearts to receive from God, to put us in a position where we have hope in the midst of shame and pain. God begins to deal with that and takes it away from us as we behold the Lamb of God. He is powerful. Let's thank him today. Lord, we thank you for the blood. We thank you that there's benefits 
um, by virtue of the blood in the area of sin and sanctification, in the area of the spirit, in the area of soundness of our body, our soul, and our spirit, in the area of success in our ministries, success in our marriages, success in our finances. Thank you for the blood, Lord. Thank you for the blood that, that... uh, there's benefits, Lord God. The blood of Abel speaks of other things, but the blood of Jesus speaks of benefits. Benefits we've received in the area of security. We're secure in Christ Jesus. We're also safe in Christ Jesus. Another benefit. See, we are in the hollow of God's hand. And, and God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And David said it well. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. If God be for me, Romans says, who can be against us? And Psalm says, God has made his angels uh, to be in, uh, watchful over us, in other words, and to guard us and to keep us, lest we fall. And so... God is a good God, and let's, we thank you, Lord, for for these that are listening in today. I just pray, Lord God, abounding blessings upon each and every one of them. I just apply the blood of Jesus and declare it and proclaim it over our lives, Lord God. And I claim the victory that comes from trusting in the God who shed his blood on our behalf. Thank you. And I pray for the nations of the earth right now. I pray your kingdom come and your will be done in each and every nation in this world today. That souls will be saved. That lives will be transformed. That the churches would come alive and walk in revival in every nation in this earth. In Jesus name. Amen and amen.